Hey, hey, I'm Julia, the owner of Julia K Design, which is a small business specializing in wedding invitation design and calligraphy. If you're an aspiring small business owner, a fellow wedding creative, or just looking for some overall inspiration and insight, Julia's creative business guidebook will bring light to all of the challenges I've faced, the lessons I've learned, and the success I've earned. I hope you'll tune in every week for a new chapter in your guidebook. Hello, friends. Ah, boy, am I in a spicy mood today. And by spicy, I mean cranky and stressed and overwhelmed. And I swear to God, if this dog picks up a squeaky toy right now, I'm going to lose my mind. <sighs> There's also a... Uh, what's What am I looking for? A rattling noise in my office. And I cannot for the life of me figure out what the hell is rattling. And she has picked up her pig. Thank you, Naya. Okay, I had to give her a bone, so you might be able to hear her chewing on a bone in the background. I'm not sure. I also don't have my headphones on because they wouldn't connect to my computer for some reason, so it's going really well so far. (laughs) Um, Hello. Hi. Welcome to Chapter 3, Bookkeeping and Accounting. What a fun episode to do on such an overwhelming week that I'm having. (laughs) And I say fun lightly because bookkeeping and accounting is not a very fun topic. In fact, if you ask any small business owner, they probably will say it's their absolute least favorite part of owning a small business. And up until this year, I could say the exact same thing. But before I really dive into everything, um, a little update on my life, a little chat session. Um... I don't even know where to begin. I feel like my brain is mush, but I also feel slightly dramatic because it's only been like two busy days and like 48 hours is really not that bad. So, but yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, I am participating. Oh, that's a bad word to use. I'm working for the company that puts together PA Bacon Fest um, in downtown Easton. I actually worked with them prior to taking my business full time. So they asked me to come on this year to help with PA Bacon Fest and I am very excited about it, but it also is happening in a few weeks. So times are very busy right now because if you don't know, PA Bacon Fest is huge in downtown Easton. A very massive event. It's happening on November 5th and 6th. A little plug. So if you're in downtown Easton, you'll definitely know what's going on because the entire footprint or the entire downtown will be blocked off. So, but if you're not in downtown Easton, you should plan to be in downtown Easton because it is an amazing weekend. Anyways, a lot of my time this week has been spent in meetings for PA Bacon Fest, which is fun and it's nice and refreshing. But that being said, I still have hundreds of clients, not literally hundreds, but a lot of clients that I need to attend to. I have a completely full inbox that I need to attend to. And in the middle of all that, I had a hair appointment today, which if you're a girl, you know how it goes. You have them scheduled for weeks in advance. You can't just like you know, so I couldn't really do much about it, but I will say my new hair is the only thing giving me life at the moment. It's just, it's just been a crazy, a crazy busy week. I'm ready for Friday. One of my friends from high school is getting married this weekend, so all of my favorite people are going to be back in the same place for a weekend, and it's going to be so much fun and probably take years off my life. So, (laughs) 
I will literally probably need a week to recover after this weekend, so bear with me next week. (laughs) Kidding, hopefully. But yeah, so heading to York this weekend, very excited. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could talk a lot about what's going on, but I also just like, I don't know. I don't, words are not coming to my mouth right now. My brain and my mouth are not communicating, so this episode should go really well. Just kidding. I already have it recorded. (laughs) I just had to re-record the uh, introduction part of this episode, so yeah. I did the um, introduction to this episode yesterday, like the part where I just chat with you guys, and I listened to it today because I'm editing my episode today, and I sounded so sad and tired and depressing. I was like, okay, I cannot bring this energy into people's lives. So hopefully this is a little bit more upbeat because I was really dragging yesterday. Um, But yeah, let's just hop right into the episode now. If you guys have questions about this episode, you can leave them in the question. You can leave them in, I don't know how to say this. You can leave them by clicking on the link in the episode description and entering your question, and I will answer them during the Q&A episode that I have at the end of each unit, which, speaking of, I have today's episode, which is chapter three, and then next week's episode is chapter four, and then the following episode will be the unit review. So whatever questions I get within the next two weeks, I will answer during that unit review. I quite honestly don't know if my question box is working that I have linked because I have not received a single question, which that's fine but people are blowing up my DMs with questions and I want to keep them in one place, which would be the link in the episode description. Obviously, there's people that aren't listening to my podcast and don't even know about it. But so if you're listening and you want to just like enter something random or a question into the link that I'm referring to, that would be lovely because I would really love to know if it's working. (laughs) So thank you and on to the episode. Okay, so... The very first thing I'm going to say about this topic of bookkeeping and accounting is hire a bookkeeper and an accountant. Point blank, like, drop the mic. That's where the episode should end, honestly. (laughs) I just, like, cannot stress that enough. I hired both of those um, this past year, and it is just an absolute weight off of my shoulders because bookkeeping and accounting is so stressful. I literally don't know why anybody would do it on their own. I mean, I do because I did do it on my own for three years and it's because bookkeepers and accounting or accountants are expensive. I know. So like sometimes you just have to do it, but if you have to do it, listen to this episode because I'm going to kind of talk to you about what worked for me and what didn't work for me and what I recommend after going through it all. And yeah, so hopefully you will find it helpful. Um, but I'm obviously like, I'm not really going to go into too much depth because I just truly cannot stress enough that you should just hire these things out. Like before you hire any employee or anything else, make it a bookkeeper or an accountant or even better yet, make it both because I just, ugh, speechless when it comes to how much it helped me. But I'm kind of going to break this episode into two parts, a bookkeeping part and an accounting part because they are not the same at all. Um, And I'm going to start with bookkeeping. So bookkeeping is so, 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 so important. Um, You literally will not have a successful or sustainable business without a great bookkeeping system that works for you. 
So like I mentioned, starting off, you probably won't really be able to afford a bookkeeping service. So you will need to do everything on your own, which is just one of the very many joys of owning a small business. It's just such a blast. (laughs) First and foremost, you need to set up a separate bank account for your business. Um, This will be the bank account that all of your business expenses and revenue streams will flow through. It's just like you need to keep the money separate and you need to have your business separate from your personal bank account. So just like point blank, you need to do that. I also recommend setting up a separate bank account for taxes. This will be an account that you will transfer money into and you will literally not touch this account unless you're transferring money into it until it is tax time. So I personally use Wells Fargo for all of my personal and my business accounts. And I highly recommend doing it this way because I just love that everything is in one place. And when it comes to paying myself, it is just a quick transfer and it's like with it's in the next bank account within minutes. So I just love that I don't, I don't have to wait like three to five business days for my money to show up. And so I highly recommend whether it's Wells Fargo or not, look into different banks and pick one that can accommodate business and personal needs. That's just a very quick tip. After you have established your business bank accounts, and I just briefly touched on business bank accounts because it's really so simple to set up a business bank account. I know with Wells Fargo, I could do it online and I'm sure a lot of other big banks can do it like that as well. Also, quick side note that I didn't think about until now, there are a lot of bank accounts out there that are online banking systems. I'm trying to think of the name of the one that I used. Oh, it was Aslo and they have since shut down and that is... um, why I wanted to bring it up because I was using an online banking system. So it's just obviously all online. There's no fees, no setup fee, no like minimum every month, which of course, when you're just starting out with a business, that's really great because you probably don't have, you know, the most revenue coming in. So not having a monthly requirement was very helpful, but the business or the bank did shut down and (laughs) they gave us like, I don't know, a couple weeks heads up. And so it was, kind of stressful having to find a new bank account, but I'm thankful that they did because that's what caused me to actually look into a bigger bank like Wells Fargo and get all of that set up. So you can, of course, take the route that I did and choose a online banking system at first just to avoid any type of fees that you might not be able to afford at this point in your business, or you can kind of just bite the bullet and go into a bigger banking system totally up to you. But I do just want to mention that the online banking systems are definitely an option as well. So anyways, after you have your business bank accounts established, you should find a bookkeeping platform that works for you. So there are tons of bookkeeping platforms out there. Um, I'm going to talk about the two that I used because I haven't used any others, so I don't know how they work. (laughs) So when I first, the first platform I started on was GoDaddy and GoDaddy was, unfortunately, they have since canceled their bookkeeping service, but GoDaddy bookkeeping was like, oh my God, it was my saving grace when I was getting started. It was very, very dummy proof super user-friendly and just like to the like to the point it was like this is how much you have this is what you spent it on like this is what you have coming in and it was very simple and that's what I needed when I was getting started because I didn't understand anything really so very thankful for GoDaddy at the time of of my business 
birth. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, GoDaddy has since retired. Um, but after GoDaddy, once I started to grow a little bit and it was just I needed more out of my bookkeeping system, I switched to QuickBooks, which is obviously probably the most popular. There are a ton of different versions of QuickBooks. For example, there's like QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Self-Employed. I think most people probably use QuickBook, QuickBooks Online based on what I have heard, but I did give QuickBooks Online a try. Um, I did their free trial before I chose GoDaddy and it was so confusing to me, which is why I ended up going with GoDaddy. So when I, was when I went back to QuickBooks the second time around, I knew I didn't want to use online, so I went with self-employed which I thought made sense because I was self-employed. So I was like, obviously this is going to work. Um, and it did work for a while. It was just, you know, time consuming. You have to go in with the QuickBooks self-employed. You just have to keep up with it. So you just have to go in, you know, as I guess as frequently as you want, depends on how busy you are, but at least once a week and you need to categorize your expenses and your income so that things get filed properly. But I don't know. I personally really liked QuickBooks Self-Employed. Since I started working with a bookkeeper, she told me right away that she absolutely despises QuickBooks Self-Employed for many reasons that I don't really know, but <laughs> I guess the professionals out there do not agree with self or QuickBooks Self-Employed, but I'm not going to not recommend it because it did work for me. It was very user-friendly. They also have a user-friendly app, which was nice. Um, so yeah, just just a little a little tidbit if you are thinking about QuickBooks. But like I said, there are many different versions. So just do some research and figure out which one is best for you. So once you find a bookkeeping system that you are most comfortable with, you will need to connect all of your revenue streams and platforms that people are paying you through to your bank account and your bookkeeping platform. So for example, I get paid through Shopify and Stripe. Stripe is connected to Dubsado, which is my client management system. So Shopify is my invitation shop. So anytime I, somebody places an invitation shop order, I get that money through Shopify. And then any custom client or commissioned project is through Stripe. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're looking for your bookkeeping systems is make sure that they do connect to the platform that you are using. Um, Stripe is a very common platform for people to make payments. I know Square is also another common platform, um, but just keep that in mind. Make sure that they do integrate nicely with your bookkeeping platform. When you pick your bookkeeping platform, I recommend logging into your bookkeeping bookkeeping system at least once a week just to look at things and get comfortable with it and understand where your money is going and where your money is coming from. So when I first started, I was logging into my bookkeeping system like every single day just to look at my numbers, make sure everything looked correct. And personally, that was the most the biggest struggle I had with hiring my bookkeeping out. Like, did that make sense with hiring out my bookkeeping? is not being able to just log on and look at what I'm looking or what I want to see. Um, just because they, my bookkeeper has to like categorize everything and, you know, she, they have to do everything. So I can't just like log on to a platform and see like how much I'm making for the month or how much I've been spending for a month. So that's been a struggle for me because before hiring it out, I literally would go on like every day and be like, oh my gosh, I'm at you know, 10,000 this month or I'm at 2,000 this month or I've spent, you know, X amount this month. So 
I really liked to know where I was at, but I'm getting a little bit adjusted to not knowing and I know it's okay because I think it's like helping me put my focus into actually like the creating side and running the business and less focus on like how can I make more money. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm still I'm still adjusting to it. <laughs> but so yeah, you definitely just want to get on there often and know where your money is coming from and where your money is going. Just make bookkeeping a habit from the very beginning so that it is something you are comfortable with and something that you prioritize. I would say at the very least, every month you should have an income statement and a balance sheet that you're reviewing. So your bookkeeping platform may generate these forms for you already, or you might have to do it uh, for yourself. I actually don't know... I don't know if QuickBooks Self-Employed generated these forms because if they did, I wasn't looking at them because I didn't know I needed to be looking at them. But if they do generate these forms for you, I would definitely make it a point every month to review these forms. An income statement will essentially include a breakdown of your revenue streams. My main revenue streams are commissions, custom invitations, day of materials, envelope addressing, and my invitation shop. So an income statement will give me the amount that I made from each of those revenue streams. So it's just important to know what revenue stream is bringing in the most money and what one isn't just so I know where I can put my focus at in the future. Your income statement should also include your cost of goods sold, your operating expenses, operating income, and your net income. Your net income is the income each month after your expenses are taken away. So this is the number that you should used to determine how much you should set aside for taxes each month. It is recommended to set aside 20 to 30% of your profit for taxes and you should transfer this amount into the bank account that you have created for taxes only that I referred to at the beginning of the episode. It is super important to understand that you only pay taxes on your profit, not your revenue. So if you have a $10,000 month in sales, That $10,000 is your revenue, but say you had $7,000 of expenses, so your profit is $3,000, and you are only setting aside 20 to 30% of that $3,000. Very important, because I think I went (laughs) two or three years of business not knowing that and setting aside a lot of money for taxes because I was doing it based on my revenue, but so don't make that mistake. (laughs) The same thing goes, so if you have a month with $6,000 of sales, but your expenses again were $7,000, you're not going to put any money into that tax account that month because you literally did not have a profit. So you're not paying any taxes because you can't pay taxes on zero. Makes sense. (laughs) So if you look at it that way, paying taxes is actually a really great thing because (laughs) it means you made money. So you want to pay taxes because that means you are doing a good job. So I had mentioned wanting to review an income statement and a balance sheet. So the balance sheet that you should review every month will include things like your assets and your liabilities and equity. Liabilities and equity would mean credit cards. If I'm being honest, and this is obviously coming from me, so take it with a grain of salt, I feel like a balance sheet is a little less important when you're starting out. Um, So if your bookkeeping platform doesn't provide you with a balance sheet, I wouldn't stress it really. It's just you know, when you're first getting started out, you don't really have many assets and liabilities. And that's why I say it's less important. As your business grows, hopefully you will hire a bookkeeper and they will provide this for you. So it will come down the road if you need it. But 
I wouldn't stress it from the beginning. (laughs) Speaking of credit cards, having a business credit card has a ton of perks. Obviously, the cash back and the benefits are one of them. I recommend the Cash Inc. Cash. I recommend the Chase Inc. Business Cash credit card. You receive cash back at office supply stores, which is obviously relevant, especially in my business, (laughs) and it's very helpful. So look into a business credit card. Just make sure, obviously, you are paying off that business credit card. So if you have $2,000 of credit card debt, that will be shown under the liabilities that I was that I was mentioning on your balance sheet. Obviously, make sure you're paying off your business credit card at least every month. You will obviously use the money that is sitting in your business checking account to pay off your business credit card. You will want to make sure that your business checking account has a decent cushion of cash in it just in case of emergencies, but otherwise, you should be using the money that's sitting in your business checking account to make payments on your business credit card. The other side of bookkeeping that I want to touch upon is the process of paying yourself. Your small business is providing you with an income, so you need to make sure that you're paying yourself that income once a month, at least once a month. I know some people might do weekly, bi-weekly, whatever system you find works for you. I will be completely and utterly honest here. I'm not the best at paying myself and I haven't even exactly established my system yet that I feel works best for me. I feel like I'm at the point where each month I'm giving something else a try to see if I like that way. I don't know. It's just paying myself has just been something I've struggled with. I've talked to my bookkeeper about it and we're just trying to figure out the way that works best for me. But obviously the point is you do want to pay yourself at least once a month from your business. So paying myself is where I get a little confused, I would say, or it's like a little tricky because I can't decide if I want to pay myself a set amount every month or if I want to pay myself a percentage based on the profit. There's obviously like pros and cons to each and I just need to figure out what works best for me and my business at this point. But either way, 20 to 30% of the profit should go towards taxes and then that obviously leaves you with 70% left and you need to keep some of that in your business checking account as a cushion. And then you need to decide whether you're gonna pay yourself, I don't know if you're gonna profit 20% of that, 10% of that, or if you wanna pay yourself a set amount. So in order to find like, if you're gonna go the set amount route, you need to make sure that you're paying yourself enough to cover your fixed personal expenses, variable personal expenses, plus, you know, whatever else you may need that month. So you need to obviously make sure that you're paying yourself enough to make it through the month. So figuring out the system to pay yourself will make you personally feel much more comfortable. And also you will take yourself more seriously as a business owner, knowing that the business that you are running is providing you with an income. So just make it a point to figure out a system to pay yourself, whether it's every month, bi-weekly, weekly, whatever you want to do, set that system, try different things to find what works best for you. Because like I said, that's still something that I struggle with. uh, How long have I been in business? Four years later. So it's really important. And it's also like from the beginning, I didn't really take it seriously. I, I didn't have anybody telling me to figure out how much to pay myself. So this is me telling you if you're just getting started or if you're not just getting started and you're four years into it like me, 
try to make it a point to figure out what works best for you for paying yourself because you're going to get really sick and tired of your business if you're not making any money off of it. You know, like the fun part of a business is making money off of it. So, okay. That was my little tangent on paying yourself. On the entire other side of this is accounting. Get an accountant. Bye. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know. I just, I'm going to briefly talk about accounting But if there's any large expense that you incur on your business this year, please make it on an accountant. I literally used to have so much stress and anxiety around taxes because I had literally no idea if I was doing something wrong or if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I just kept doing it every quarter and year because I knew I needed to, but I had no idea what I was doing. I'm not going to go into much detail about taxes because I literally just want you to know how much hiring an accountant helped me. But that being said, there was a time when I couldn't afford an accountant, obviously. Um, So I'm just going to give a little rundown on important things to know. But I know, I know whatever I say right now is still not going to be able to like, I mean, maybe you do, maybe these things register better in your brain than they do in mine. But I couldn't have figured out taxes if someone like wrote it down on a piece of paper every single month and held my hand while I did it. I still would have messed it up. So just look into taxes. I hate saying that because that was me. I was Googling taxes. I was looking into it and I still fucked it up. So yeah. Okay. Let me just get into it. So first and foremost, even though you are owning a business, even though you are owning a business, even though you own a business, you are still filing personal taxes, not business taxes. I know like you probably think you own a business so you should file business taxes, but unless you are registered as something other than an LLC or a sole proprietor, you are registering personal taxes. Um, As a business owner, you need to file your taxes quarterly as opposed to all at once in April. Every quarter, you will need to file local, state, and federal taxes. You will determine the amount that you pay each quarter based on your predicted income for the year or based on what you made last year. So for me, since I was in business last year, my 2022 estimated quarterly tax amount is based on last year's income. And there is a form out there. I don't know what specific form it is, but there's a form out there from the IRS that helps you determine that number that you need to pay each quarter. So just to put that out there again, I'm sorry, I don't know what the name of the form is. If I told you, it would probably be wrong. (laughs) So you will still need to file taxes in April, just like you have done your entire life. So paying quarterly taxes does not replace your personal income tax return that you have to do in April. That's just you have to do it. In regards to the estimated quarterly tax payments, or in addition to, not in regards to, um, I also have to pay sales tax based on the amount of sales tax that I collect from clients each quarter. So sales tax from my clients is not money for me to keep. It's not money for you to keep. That is money that you owe to the state and you need to pay the state each quarter. Um, So that is also a line item that is shown on a balance sheet as a liability because that is money that I owe to somebody. It's not my money. Unfortunately, the sad part about filing quarterly estimated tax payments is that when you file your annual tax return in April, you will not be getting a big check in the mail from the IRS. (laughs) I mean, obviously you will be if you like have another 
part-time or full-time job or something, but as a self-employed business owner, you will not be getting that check. Um, in some is instances, you will overpay f- um, for estimated taxes, which is mostly what happens to me because I rather overpay than underpay. And in that case, I will receive a small amount back from the IRS. But on the other hand, if you don't pay enough, you will need to then pay that amount come April. So just keep that in mind. Another important thing to touch upon when it comes to taxes is make sure you are documenting everything that you are spending. Um, So this is why accounting and bookkeeping ties in because if your bookkeeping is above average and pristine, you will make your life a lot easier when it comes to filing your taxes. Um, Keep every receipt you get, if it's an emailed receipt, which obviously a lot, most of them are nowadays, make a separate email folder so that when you get that emailed receipt, you can just forward it right to that folder and keep them all in one place. If you're getting physical receipts, keep them in, in an envelope. Don't throw them away. Just really make it a priority to keep your receipts so that if you need them, you know, heaven forbid, knock on wood, you get audited by the IRS and they question you. You just want to make sure you have all of your ducks in a row. Another quick note, if you have employees, you will need to file specific forms to show record of anyone who um, your business employs. So there are certain forms that you will need to fill out if you own business or if you own employees. I personally do not own employees, so I don't know much about this topic, but just keep that in mind. (laughs) If your business grows to that point, there is more that you need to do. And since you are self-employed, when you do your annual tax return, you will need to file self-employed taxes. So that means you will, well, let me back up. Your self-employed Self-employed taxes are compromised of Social Security and Medicare taxes. Um, I believe self-employment tax is about like 15% of your income. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's about what it is. Um, But again, you will pay those self-employed taxes on your annual income return. Okay, so I know the accounting section of this whole episode was a little all over the place. I was kind of just jumping back and forth as I (laughs) remembered things. Um, I just really can't stress enough how important it is to talk with an accountant. I just, I don't know enough about accounting to really dive deep into it. I gave you guys very basic information that you probably have a shit ton of questions about now and I'm not even able to answer those questions because I'm not a professional. Um, So I hope in some way, shape or form, the accounting side of this episode was helpful, uh, helpful for you. And if it wasn't, hopefully you at least found something helpful in the bookkeeping portion of this episode. It's just bookkeeping and accounting is just so, so, so important. And I know as small business owners, you want to do everything yourself and you want to be hands-on in everything, but I just can't stress enough how important it is to just hire the professionals to do it. Um, I know like it's easier said than done because there is a pretty penny to hiring people to do these things for you, but Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and take the cost and, you know, you'll thank yourself later because it's just truly the weight of the world will come off of your shoulders when you have all of your ducks in a row. So I really hope it was beneficial at all. If you do have any questions, you can leave them in the question 
or leave them on the question link that is linked in the episode bio, episode bio, episode description. Um, And I will attempt to do some research and get back to you or I will just tell you I am not qualified to answer the question because I don't want to give you any false information. But yeah, let me know what you guys think of this episode. I did post something on my Instagram a little bit ago asking um, for anybody who has listened to any of my podcasts to leave a review or a rating. That would be amazing. That would help me out more than you know. So yeah, just let me know what you guys think. Uh, We will talk soon. Follow me on Instagram at Julia K Design to keep up with all of my busy shenanigans. And yeah, peace out, guys. See you later. Cheers to finishing up another chapter in Julia's creative business guidebook. I hope you learned something new and will tune in next week for our new chapter. Until then, take care of yourself, do things that inspire you, and never stop creating. If you have any questions about anything I talked about during this episode, please refer to the link in the episode description to ask your question. All questions will be answered at the end of each unit.